At what point does reaching become an unnecessary accessory? The reason why I ask is because um, before I get into this, this is uh, the CMR, Chris Music Review. Um, basically, it's talking about music news, uh, reviews, and all other things, music. And what gives me the right to sit there and view music? Because I listen to the music. Why not? I listen. I can listen to anything that possibly, you know, that I can get into. It's not hard, man. Music is a universal language. If you, you know, if it makes you move, if it makes you think and stuff like that, sometimes music puts you in a mood. Sometimes music calms you down, give you a vibe, whatever the case may be. Me, I'm just a tour guide to let you know about some new music or some news or my take on news and the music. Why not intertwine that shit together, right? Exactly. So, the beginning, I give you a thought-provoking, open-ended question due to the fact that Doja Cat, who riding the house with this... Nicki Minaj assisted remix to her song Say So, which is a good little bop. I actually like it. It's pretty good. Nice summertime song. Nice beach. Reminds me of some shit that you know, you'll play like in maybe the mall or Forever 21 or Ross or whatever department store you frequent. But more than that, previously the number one song in the country. Coming from an artist who most people remember, you know, doing a mute the mood song and, you know, making a viral hit and thinking, okay, she bullshitting, like she really don't make music. But when I discovered her from that, I said, it's more to her. It has to be more range than this. This is just a joke, obviously. So I went on, you know, go on YouTube, find a song called So High. Very dope ass song. Came out like in 2014 or 15. And I listened to it and I was like, damn, it's a nice little vibe. Something that, you know, if you, whatever vice you like, if you drink, if you smoke, it's a nice vibe track. Cool. But recently, after all this success coming from the Moo song and putting out an EP and an album, her ass want to do some wild shit. Do I know why she want to do some wild shit? I don't know. But you can tell from her personality and things that she probably don't give two shits about what people think. But... She'd probably take two seconds to realize that she did some wrong shit. With that being said, whatever you do in the past before you start bubbling, buzzing, getting this look, this whatever, erase that old shit that you used to do. Erase that dumb shit that you used to say on Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. Erase hateful quasi-racist shit that you might have said thinking that you were being funny and having satire which it wasn't it was poor in taste and downright fucking ignorant erase all that shit man it was done thank god all I all I have is just cushion wisdom quotes that I can that I had put up on my uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that shit so 
Cushion went cushion wisdoms. Do y'all remember them quotes, man? The flyest ass quotes ever. Common fucking sense that we should already know, but once you put like a background of whiz or fine ass girl or uh, <laughs> somebody wearing fly ass clothes or whatever the case may be. Them shit seem very, very uh, interesting and thought-provoking and damn, that's real as fuck. Reactions happen when you see those cushion wisdom quotes. Besides all that. So those cat was found to be seen on an alt-right video chat group. But what is an alt-right? What is alt-right? Alt-right is a group of it's a group who sticks to their own and has very uh opinionated outrageous outlandish views and say outrageous and outlandish shit about other groups or ethnicities or people of color whatever the case may be they those cat found herself on this video chat group and somebody screenshotted her being pretty much the center person in the video chat group. Why was you there? Why are you in there? Who knows? People like to do reaching shit. What I mean by reaching shit is like people like to reach. People like to do things that stir up controversy or put their name out there. And whatever connotation that they wanted to be out there is out there. And then, once the shit is deemed insensitive or politically incorrect, they like to put their spin on it. Quote-unquote spin. What is the spin? Spin is what you say and then double up. Because if you double down, that means you mean what the fuck you say. You double up by sitting there and putting your own interpretation of what you did. Even though you know that shit is absolutely the fuck wrong. So she was in this group chat. What the fuck was she talking about? What were they talking about? I don't know. Some alt-right racist shit, possibly. Who knows? Um, whatever the case may be, somebody screenshot her she was on there. Then, on top of that, when you throw salt in the wound, you make a song with a derogatory alt-right phrase that they use to <clears throat> interpret Let's just say black people when they're deemed innocent for things that they didn't do. And spell it like we some jive time Jimmy. Oh, you jive turkey negro talk. Didn't do nothing. And then you say, because she made an apology earlier today. Oh, well, I had wanted to make a song that was a negative term and try to put a spin on it and change the narrative. Sigh. So, Nas, a couple of years back, was going to put out an album called Nigger. 
Of course he had his fair share of controversy. You gonna you gonna name your album nigga, bro? Like, eh? It's a little controversial. From people of the same color complexion, race, and other races. Why would you name your album that? It will never sell in Walmart. It will never sell in Target. It will never sell in whatever. Yeah, okay. And I'm sure it probably wouldn't have, honestly. Unless it was some type of special packaging and wrapping around the album. Eventually, Nas did not call the album that, and he called it Untitled. Regardless, he had his fair share of controversy, and knowing Nas for what he talks about, lyrical wordsmith that he is, you would think that, you know, how he was trying to do that was trying to make a point. Uh, whether or not you agree with that notion, it's upon you. I don't know if Doja Cat was trying to change the narrative or what's her mission or what she was trying to do with that song and the song title. I don't know. All I know is it's a derogatory term. And all I know is your ass was in the group chat with a bunch of alt-right people talking some alt-right shit. Does that mean that she should be canceled? I don't know. You be the judge. I, per se, in my reaction to it, it's like, man, you know, you have some good songs. You got, you have a look. Yeah, you weird. Yeah, you put on cosplay stuff. And if you don't know what cosplay is, look it up. And yeah, you put on crazy ass wigs. And yeah, whatever. You just, you're a different person. You, you, you're personality is different, it's weird, it's quirky. You on Twitch. Twitch is a streaming thing that gamers go on talk and play games and people watch it. Cool. <clears throat> you do that. And you can be different and you can experiment with stuff but you don't have to reach. This shit was reaching. You're not, I don't think that you was on there to try to speak for other ethnicities and combat what these alt-right people are saying because you're not the representative of these other ethnicities. You trying to make a spin on it and the spin ain't go. See, people think that, man, I'm, I'm, huh, I'm about to do a full 360. I'm about to change my ways. Nigga, you're going back in the same direction that you was at. A full, complete circle to where you previously was. Instead of knowing 180s. And people do get that fucked up. I think those guys got that fucked up. So hopefully the apology, the damage control, changing the narrative, making people think otherwise could, you know, make her career a better one. She was just her, traje her trajectory skyrocketing. <clears throat> he was going up. And I'm not saying that you're not going up, but this was a slight bump in the road. I, I don't know. Erase all the numb shit that you said. No motherfucker should have 
anything on their Instagram from 2012. Nobody should have anything from their Twitter from 2009. And your Facebook should have been deleted at least two or three times between the last 10 years. And you should have probably had made a new one two years ago. Just my theory, just my thought process. I I wrote I wrote my plans if I was to ever get famous and rich, what would happen? What will not happen? <clears throat> How will life be in that limelight, I guess? It's gonna happen. I'm just thirty one. Anyways. Music reviews. So let me start by saying that these music reviews are my opinions. You can combat me. You can sit there and give me feedback. You can tell me somebody that I haven't listened to to go ahead and review and tell me what you think and say what's up with it. And that's quite fine. So how music is pretty much taken nowadays is that at least every Friday a project or a single come out. And you know from Instagram or wherever, you know for a fact that each artist will broadcast and display the fact that they about to come out with something on Friday. And you can't wait to Friday. And you can't wait to listen to it. And in some cases, some shit just disappoints you. And in some cases, some shit surprises you. And in some cases, you be like, damn. And that damn could be taken in two ways. A good damn or a bad damn. Whatever the case may be, I have picked five projects I listened to and a few singles as well. Um, from not this past Friday, but the previous Fridays, um, two previous Fridays before this one that just passed. Um, <clears throat> and... Just to verify, not this past Friday, there were tracks and features and projects that came out that I will review next week. But for the projects that came out, you know for a fact that uh, not this past Friday, but two Fridays ago, um, Future came out, Polo G came out, three Fridays ago, Dirt came out, um, Slime and B, which is Buggers and Breezy's collaborative album and um the last one um is an out the blue pick, a dark horse, if you will. Something that I'll probably be listening to and that I'll put you on and you know, of course, you know for a fact it's a complimentary playlist that's gonna come after this. So, you know what I'm saying? You you know, do your thing and I'll put Stand out trash you want to. You go ahead and listen to these whole projects in full. I will make y'all a mixtape. I will make y'all a mixtape. I'm talking about I will make y'all a mix CD. On streaming platforms. <clears throat> Wherever you get it at. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. I will make I will make these playlists for you. It's gonna be like a mix CD. It isn't like me giving you like bro, I got a new mix CD, three dollars. You ain't gotta pay me for them. Pay me in listening. Investing in your time into these music reviews because <clears throat> I think this shit will pop. Without further ado, let's talk about um, 
house life from Future. One thing about Future is you know for a fact that that nigga is consistent. You can never go wrong with listening to a Future project. You might get some R&B. You might get some rap. You might get some melody. You're going to get something. And it's going to be consistent as fuck. It might be a hit or miss, but it's going to be consistent. Last few projects that Future came out with have been consistent, but a darker thing, more personal. Him opening up about his drug use, why he speaks on it, or stop using drugs. Whatever the case may be, it's... Future being future had opened up in the last few projects. Um, this one is different. Like he he come back that rich nigga talk. They ain't went nowhere, but on uh, high off life, that rich nigga talk is top tier. Not like full length project, and I'm talking about the man had 21 tracks at least. 19 to 21 tracks on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, very lengthy for this time of day because, you know, people's attention span. Niggas don't even want to listen to. Nigga, give me 14 tracks. Give me, you know, give me seven. Give me an e- uh, EP. All seven tracks and shit's got to be hard. And what I have to say is, and listening to these 19 to 21 tracks that Future came off with on High Off Life, I mean, it, it was a full length like album that you would probably get back in like two thousand three, two thousand four. Like, I can't say it was a bad album. I can't say it was a bad project. I say that because I don't really want to call projects. You know, you call it a project album. I guess is more of a con. I, I guess I can say this is a conceptual thing. But when I think of an album, I think of concepts. I think of a particular. Subject matter, I guess. I'm not saying that this is like a mixtape, so I'll just call it project. <clears throat> and with this project, you know, it was some songs that I definitely listened to that stood out to me in the, you know, I, I believe 21 track project. Um, Solitaire, man, look. One of them. One of my, if you know, you, you know what it is. Um, trillionaire, out of space, bit too comfortable. The previous lease run a uh, hundred shooters. Pure pure tap water. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I man, I, when I heard hundred shooters, shit was tough. Meat meal, <sighs> dope boy, hey. Future on, you know, rich nigga talk, man. Rich nigga talk throughout this whole album. Rich nigga talk. That's all I can say. But that was, that was one of my favorite songs that came out as like a single and stuff from this project. Um, of course, you got Life is Good with Drake. Of course, you got the remix with Lil Baby and the Baby on there, too. You know, the hottest niggas out. I mean, ain't nothing you can say about that. Um, Solitaire is one of my trillionaires. Um, Outer Space bit, too comfortable, 100 shooters. Um, 
my favorite songs off of the future project. Like I said, you got Life is Good, the mainstream junk, the you know, the bread and butter of the album, that future and Drake combination still reigns supreme to this day. But I'ma tell you, later who and you know for a fact and I'm talking about that slime and be that that I mean it was surprising, but I'm gonna get to that later. I ain't trying to jump too far ahead. But um <clears throat> For the whole project as a whole, and once again, like I said, future, being consistent, being somebody that you know for a fact can give you a track, a few tracks, give you a project, project goes, and it'll keep going, and it'll be a song, two, three, four, but you know for a fact that you'll put in that collection, like, nigga, future get the greatest hits, <laughs> that's all gonna be, you know. Whatever album he come out with, a song is going to be on that point blank period. It is what it is. Then just for the simple fact that you can go back on his catalogs and stuff like that and just listen to, you know, and then he put the mixtapes on there. He put the 56 Nights. I think he put Monster on there, I think. Bro. Between that and then Dirty Sprite 2? I don't even want to talk about it. You go listen. My favorite, you know, I, I went back and listened to this mixtape when he, him and Esco did was, um, what was that? The, uh, I want to, I can't, uh, Lord, I can't remember the name of it. He just, he recently put it out, probably like, <clears throat> yeah, 100, um, 100 Racks. It came out, uh, come out like right 2016, 2017. It's Esco, him and Future, and there's a lot of featured artists on there. And it was a good little mixtape project, man. It's, just, it's on Spotify, I know that for a fact. It's on the streaming app, so you can go ahead and listen to that. Look at Future uh, discography. You, you can't go wrong. So, with this album, How of Life, I give this zone an 8 out of 10. My rating is. Very, very simple. Very, very understandable. We looking for consistency. We looking for flow. We looking for, you know, we looking for that mainstream song. We looking for that album cut that could be a mainstream song. We looking for that in the cut album cut. That shit that, hey, look, we know you're not going to put it out as a single. We know you're not going to put it out nowhere. But, nigga, just at least put, like, a video out. Let that bitch go on YouTube or something like that. We're looking for that. <clears throat> we definitely looking for that. And it is definitely out of 10. So, you know, um, shit. So, pretty much, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, like I said, consistent. It's still consistent with Future and what he always put out. Um, like I said, it's definitely a lighter side of things from the last few projects that he put out, which was more personal, more of a dark theme and stuff like that. Just a lighter side. Life is good. Hey, man, you got Lori Harvey. <laughs> you seen, you seen, you seen the post on Instagram. Life is good. You know what I'm saying? I, um, what I thought before this album came out is that when we, when we first seen the future, future and Drake, life is good collab. I'm thinking, okay, it's another what it's time to be alive, but nah, no. High off life is a great listen. I, I, 
promise you that it's a good listen. You thoroughly enjoy it. Nothing more I can say about Future, man. Good damn, good damn album. Another notch under his belt. So as we continue on, um, one artist who I kind of say I recently started listening to, here and there with a couple of singles, maybe. One who, and listening to Lil Durk, in which that would be another one I um, review in a little bit. <clears throat> I got familiar with uh, Polo G from Chicago. Um, for the, you know, the rap enthusiasts that, you know, like that Chicago street shit. Hey, Polo G is it. Dirk is it. Herbo is it. Even though these niggas do not like Herbo, I do not understand. How do you not like Herbo? Wait, because he rap all beat? Okay. I don't, I mean, I, I don't see where... Somebody saying, oh, I don't like, bro. Like, that's crazy. Herbo hard. Once again, my opinion, but you can combat me on it. You can give me feedback on it. I don't know. Herbo hard to me. <coughs> so, with Polo G, the GOAT. Um, this project, and like I said, I listened to a few singles and stuff like that. Didn't listen to previous projects, but I just been hearing some rumbling, some talk about this upcoming project. Hearing talks about what he about to bring is just like alright, well, let's see what it sounds like. I have no problem with listening to new artists. I'm telling you for a fact that music is music and if you don't train and entertain your ear to listen to new and different things then honestly you have the Jordan syndrome. What I mean by that is you stuck listening or with Jordan, you stuck wearing one thing because you know that's the most noticeable thing in the world. Step out a little bit. Paulo Gico. I am in one hundred percent will approve this project as a thoroughly great through and through no skip project I've heard in some years. Let's right off the bat get this motherfucker 10 out of 10. I don't care. The first five tracks. The first five tracks. And this was a, this was an album that was I think uh, 14, 15 tracks long. For you, the attention span of today. What I will say is that the nigga snap. You want to talk about being a goat? This is how you started. 14, 15 tracks. The first five tracks. So, you, you know, damn, you, you you coming off five tracks like nigga. The album already good. It's, and matter of fact, it's above average. Like, it's already good at five tracks. <clears throat> the first five is like hitting like that. So it's already good. Most niggas only got maybe like two or three songs on a 15, 14, 15 track project and makes it not 
It makes it a, a forgettable listen. You might listen to it one time and that's it. This album, fire, hard, <clears throat> a complete album. It's an album. When you listen to this and I'm reviewing this, I want people to go and listen to this shit. From one uh, from one to fifteen to fourteen, how many tracks on it? I need you to listen to it. Listen to the last track. If he's not one of the youngest niggas to be out there with people rapping and doing this shit right now at this day, not all time, not in the decade, none of that. No, not right now. <clears throat> If he ain't dead and something wrong and listen to this album, you might change your perception. But getting into it. Standout tracks. The whole damn project, like I said. The whole damn complete damn project. I don't even want to sit there and do it in injustice by sitting there saying the tracks that are good on here. Like I said, the first five tracks are good. So if I sit there and just put the first five tracks listed, it's just like, damn, so it really looked like you only listened to the first five tracks. No, I listened to the whole album. Shit is tough. The shit is tough. <clears throat> so the whole project, listen to the whole project is what I'm trying to tell you. So like I said, um, ooh, and just to piggyback off of uh, going back in the future, I know I'm probably jumping forward, so this is my fault. But um, the best features that was on Futures, um, How of Life, and the best features, usually a one-person nod that I give to somebody who had the best feature on the song or on the project. But those best features that was on Futures, High of Life, was Young Boy and Lil Baby. Young Boy, that was on Trillionaires. Lil Baby, that was on um, <coughs> the Life is Good remix. Young boy, for some reason, he just snaps. He snaps on what the fuck he gets on, whether it's his solo tracks and stuff, or, you know, him doing his feature on here, man. He nigga went off. Baby, little baby went off on um, Life is Good remix, um, Good Verses. Um, jumping back into Polo G, and like I said, I want to make this narrative very clear. Listen to this whole project. Listen to all the projects that I review, but listen to Polo G's project through and through. If he's saying he's the GOAT, his album will make you say this shit. Hey, he talking that shit. The best feature that was on Polo G's The GOAT, and um, one that one that Music I would want, I wanted to listen to, you know, down the line when he come out with projects and stuff like that, because he could rap, it's because he could do the the melody shit. It's Juice World, rest in peace, Juice World. Um, song on there called Flex. Definitely snapped on that. Um, definitely snapped on that. And there's features on there from um, Dirk and Lil Baby too. So you will see that the camaraderie of like 
a dirt and little baby on these reviews because between dirt, little baby, the baby, yes. Hey man, y'all niggas having it. Dirk is pretty much putting his name out there to be like, I need my name out there. I need, and he doing the shit all independent too. So, <clears throat> but with Polo G track, like I said, the ratings, man. Hey, you should already know. Ten out of ten. Shit, uh, great project. He said he the goat, bro. He rapping like it. Point blank period. And that's, I mean, uh, ain't nothing, ain't nothing more to be said about that. Nothing more to be said about that. So, I love that album. Very good album. Um, of course, with people like call it classic, like call it knows. You have to sit with it. It has to be. It's like wine. You gotta let that junk sit for a little bit to get the prominence and the plateau it needs to be for it to be a classic. Let it breathe, but listen to it. It's a good album. Um, listen. So, and like I said, man, the first five tracks. <laughs> what? You can't sit there and tell me that the first five tracks off of a project, album, mixtape, whatever, <clears throat> can ride. Like, you can consistently listen to it, the five tracks, and it's just like, well, damn, like, haven't heard it in a while. Money Man is probably the only nigga that I can sit there and say will have, like, a project. And even though his projects are short, seven, eight tracks, whatever. I know he had, like, maybe, like, a 14, 15 track album that, like, iTunes gave this nigga like seven songs in a row that all them shits was hard. <coughs> other other streaming apps gave this man multi consecutive song plateaus to where hey you need to listen to this, you need to listen to this, you need to listen to this, you need to listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, so that Polo G, I'm 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 gonna talk that shit up because that shit was tough. Um so like I said um, segwaying in and talking about Dirk. Little Dirk came out with his, uh, just cause y'all waited to. So, with Dirk, you have Auto Dirk and you have no Auto Dirk. Which one do you particularly care for? Me personally, <coughs> both of them are good. Would I like to hear more of No Auto Dirk? Yes. This is what I'm waiting for. Him, no auto dirt, no auto dirt, and that project being executively produced by Metro Boomin. That shit gonna be tough. What I feel is that what people slept on is Metro Boomin and Big Sean's collaborative project now I know you may be thinking like Chris you know hell I'm still waiting on Big Sean album right now <laughs> point blank period what I will say is and to be completely honest I'm waiting on Dirk album to be exactly produced from SL Moonlight 
Simple as that. And I know for a fact it's going to be good. But just because y'all waited to surprise me. Surprise the hell out of me. So, in talking about this, Dirk has been one person I've been listening to since all this drill came out. All of it. All this drill stuff came out, man. Look. Chief Keith, Lil Reese, this person, all that. Lil Dirk stood out to me a little bit different. And then moved in a different way, in a different light, and then turned around and signed with Coke Boys, which is French Montana, turned around. <clears throat> Going Def Jam, Def Jam dropped him. I think that was a fuck up. Now he independent. Now he got and now he moving. His name is out there. So with this project, like I said, I'm not calling these albums, call call these projects. Standout tracks for me. Street affection. Three headed goat. All love. Viral moment. Two forty eight. Chirac Demons. Best features on here. Once again, like I said. <laughs> You, you, these names are kind of synonymous with what's going on right now. And these niggas is making music, hard-ass music. Polo G, Lil Baby, best features on there. Track called Three Headed Goats. Three Headed Goats is a standout track, like I said. So, um, And all of them snap on it. All of them snap. So, with this... Just because y'all waited, you know, most of the time people, and when you get music like this and a person is about to put out a big project, they'll put out a little small project that, you know, feeds y'all boys all over a little bit. It didn't feel like that. It felt like he should have put this album out. And I know it's going to be a minute for Metro and Dirk to do the No Auto Dirk. Which... Now, since we, I've sat on it for about at least two weeks, the smartest thing to do was for him to put this project out. <clears throat> for this, give a rating of seven seven point five out of ten. But it's not a bunch of loose tracks put together. Great features. Knowing that the fact that No Auto Dirk is coming out, Metro Moment. I felt like we got a body of work suited for much of a grander scale release. Something that he should have put out and be like, hey, look. Instead of it kind of like being a little smooth over for fans, should have been a much grand release with this. Because it was a good project. Good songs on there. No auto dirt is who I'm waiting on because once I heard his verse on Lil Uzi's No Auto Dirt. This nigga about to come out with some shit. I'm not going to call this project a tease. This was a tough project. Great project. So, as we patiently wait on the auto dirt, to me, I felt I was jaded. I'm jaded because I don't know if I... 
need no auto dirt right now since I got just because y'all waited. Of course, I want to listen to it, but I can wait still. This was this was a, this was a nice just because y'all waiting on type shit. I like it, but not a bunch of loose tracks, not a bunch of loose singles or previously heard singles that we heard. And, and good project, good project. <clears throat> Let's see. So. And going forward, man, like I said, I if if not nothing, baby, little baby, the baby, follow G, Dirt, Gunna, one about to come out. I'm gonna do a review on that when I when that come out and stuff like that. Um, these boys got it, and they putting that music out there, and they. Putting that face out there, and they, they they get into it. I can't. And it's not bad music. It's not like some hit or miss shit. Nah, it's really legit, like consistent, pretty good singles features that they doing. Next, we have Breezy and Thug and Slime and B. Oh man, let me tell you. When I first heard this, I was like, hmm. I don't know, because we have so many combination albums. We have so many combo albums. Drake and Future. We had Future and, like I said, God Rest Yourself, Juice World. We had so many combo albums. We have Gunner and Baby. You know, and it's just like, <clears throat> with all of them, they tend to mesh well in their own ways. All of them can be, some can be hit or miss, some can be straight classics. What a time to be alive once we sat on it. People were saying that shit was a classic. Back then, it was like, eh, it's okay. Now they're saying it's a classic. Hey, hey. People have their own opinions. This is what the platform is for. Long story short. With Slime and B, Thugger has put his niggas on. My cell is doing good. Beef with French Montana. Threading French Montana, you beat him up. Whatever the case may be. Thug is being more vocal and doing more interviews too. And he's putting himself out there a little bit more. And which which does equal a better look for him to sit there and be more vocal, do more interviews, speak on certain things, because the music will follow. And it's not like Thug don't put out Harvey music. Some of this shit could be hit or miss. Don't get me wrong. I mean, general consensus sometimes, but I have grown to fuck with Thugger's music. <clears throat> Chris Brown, there's nothing more that I have to say about Chris Brown that people don't already know. So with that being said, I'm just going to jump right into the review of this. Standout tracks. Say You Love Me. Track Back. I Got Time. Big Slimes. So... Another portion of CMR, Chris Music Reviews, is the People's Choice. So the People's Choice is what I would like to call that song on the album 
that I promise you people to fuck with. Soon, probably become a radio single. Um, will stand out. With Slime and B. Good project. Good all the way through. You don't get a lot of thug and a lot of high pitchness from thug. You got a melodic thug. You got Chris Brown doing rapping and singing. It's a good project. <clears throat> People's choices that I have. Like I said, People's Choices, the, the forthcoming radio single, or what people going to fuck with off the album. A good album cut that you'll put on a private playlist. Go crazy. City Girls Stolen. Goes out of people's choices on that. I promise you, if there was ever a combination to go against Drake and Fusion for frequent collab artists, ones that you would like to see and somebody throw it up in the air, throw it out there, and be like, Thug and Breezy, I probably answered, hmm. Never would have thought of that. I assure you this combination will give Drake and Future run for their money for collaborative projects. I promise you. I'm not even bullshitting. I'm not. And the Futures was solid too. I mean, you got Future, Hoodie Baby, a newcomer by the name of Major Nines. You got T.I. Come on, man. And then... You know, T.I. and Thug and Bank Road affiliate, Bank Road Mafia, shout out to God. Grand Hustle, Hustle Game <coughs> affiliate. Man, look, this whole project makes for a very melodic, non-high note from Thugger, like I said, Trap and Beat Project, enjoyable. Side note, I want y'all, and what I feel like is the origin for Thug to sit here and make these collaborative projects and who I thought he would have made a collaborative project with already was Black. Six Blacks. However y'all want to call them. <clears throat> One of my favorite R&B artists. So Thug and, Thug and Black had made a song called Climax off of the On The Run little mixtape or the three song project that Thug came out with maybe about a year or so ago. Go listen to that and then you'll understand why Breezy and Thug and Slime and B sounds like this because it's in the same vein of it. I promise you that. So, last but not least, we have our Dark Horse. Our Dark Horse entry. Our most known unknown. Our somebody buzzing or bubbling up under the radar. This is the artist and the project. When I say when I say Louisville, Kentucky, and rap, you're like, who? What? Who raps out of Louisville, Kentucky? If you're a music connoisseur like I am, you know that Jack Harlow, rapper that's under drama in Don Cannon's generation now. You know for a fact that Jack Harlow is from Louisville, Kentucky. But what you don't know, a frequent collaborator of Jack Harlow, ESTG. I don't feel that. ESTG comes from Louisville, Kentucky. And 
What you might have heard from Jack Harlow is the complete opposite from ESTG. This is super street, super thugged out, storytelling, rags to riches type shit. Now, give a backstory to ESTG. Brothers, a former football player, got into street politics, street things, and shit really discussed on this platform. But long story short, turned that into rapping. Recently, you know, summer last year, man got shot. Shot up his, you know, shot up his Hellcat, shot up his car, shot in his eye. How the hell you come back from that? Come back from that by making a solid ass project. Now with the songs that are already on the project, he already made videos for prior to him being shot. And the songs, the numbers was going up on YouTube, 200,000 views already. He already made videos for the singles that he ain't even put out yet on a project. Did he perceive certain things that was going to happen to him? I don't know. All I know is this fucking hard project. My favorite project to listen to right now. I don't feel nothing. So let's talk about it. Standout tracks. You got Rotemi. Rotemi, and I'm going to break some of the tracks now. Rotemi. You know, he named the song Rotemi for Rotemi's character, Dre, and Power. Basically, simple, 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 easy, easy. You looked at the end of Power, you know, for a fact, Dre was a snitch. You don't want to be around niggas like Rotemi. <laughs> simple as that, right? Like, Gang Troni, another hard track, Taught Different. Taught Different came out. Previously with video, Sada Baby. Yeah, that is Sada Baby feature on that one. Yeah. On the floor, on the floor. What can I say about that, bro? Recruited some Detroit Living Legends right now in Payroll Giovanni, Doughboy Cash Out. I mean, shit, man. It's, it, the project itself, man, is so fluent and he come off tough as shit on this project, man. We talking about, I mean, the features, Solid Baby, Payroll, Ice with Bezo, that Payroll, Ice with Bezo, Money on the Floor, man. Tough tune, man. Tough tune. Tough tune. The man is gearing up for a major look. I'm telling you that. Given that he got some of that backing from Detroit with the Detroit rappers that's on this project, hey, what can I say, man? This this complete album, like I said, going on YouTube, putting ESTG, you going to see talk different numbers going up on YouTube for the video. Going to see on the floor money numbers going up. You going to see <coughs> what else? Let me see what else we got. Another standout track, um, Morals. You want to see that video on there? Another standout track, Grand Life to top off to finish off the standout tracks on there. 
I'm giving this project, and it's not biased. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit there and give y'all a cap about, oh, Chris listening to that. So Chris think that that shit hard. I think that shit is garbage. No, y'all go and listen to it. Y'all give y'all own opinions. And this is my opinion, and this is not of a biased approach. I have listened to albums and listened to artists that I don't normally listen to. These are just projects that stood out to me that I want to sit there and review to give y'all, to give y'all a conversation piece about. This project to me stands out at a 9.5 out of 10. The flow is consistent. A great beat selection, solid features, a new age storytelling approach that ESTG is doing. <clears throat> I can definitely appreciate it. ESTG A. I'm gonna get A. Put him up there, man. He getting up there. You got Jack Harlow, they buttoning. Jack Harlow, him. It's a lot of people out there in the homies out of Louisville, Kentucky, rapping and stuff like that. And like I said, you expand your ear, you're listening to shit you never thought you would listen to. From people that you never heard of. So, last but not least, I'm going to go down a list of um, singles. Singles I heard, a couple of singles that I heard that I gave a little thought process to. Um, and I'm going to make it, I'm not going to make it quick, but I'm going to give my thoughts on them. So, Tory Lanez, like I said about a couple of Fridays ago, came out with his first single as an independent artist, no longer on Interscope. Tory Lanez uh, <clears throat> came out with a single that at first I thought was a rap song, but not at all. The song, straight baby making. Temperatures rising. Straight baby making. Slow R&B cut. A vibe. For some quarantine love making. Bam, thanks Tory. Your ass gonna make money and you're going to be responsible for a lot of babies being made on this quarantine. Simple as that. Great song. And so how the features are rated, five out of five, because they are just features. I mean, not features, but the singles. They are singles, not a full project. You have to digest the full project. You can sit there, listen to a single a few times. You can get it a little bit. Five out of five for Tory Lanez and his uh, first album. R&B, so we see what type of time he on. Um, Migos, Migos, the trio, back. You already know what time it is. You already know what the Migos put out. You can sit in there and say, some shit might be this, some shit might be that, whatever. Migos, Rex, Too Skinny, classic Migos right here. They're just going off, talking that shit that we know good and well what we get from the Migos. They're good for it. Good track. I know that album approaching. I know it's coming. I promise I know it's coming. And it's going to be tough. Jonah Lucas, Will Remix. Who in the hell would have thought that Jonah Lucas would have got a remix from the Fresh Prince himself? And we, and, and, all bullshit aside, Will can rap. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Does he have to curse? Don't he? Can't do he curse? Don't he have to curse? I don't know. Nick cursing bad boys. 
He didn't curse before. Me, I don't have to hear him cursing in a rap song. Don't fucking matter. Will snapped on his remix. Johnny Lucas, I'm sure he appreciative of the Will remix. Hey, he was a rapper. He was a rapper. Good. So, another uh, another dark horse, per se, unknown artist, maybe. For those in the area, they might know him, RMR. Um, RMR has a song, new artist, fairly new. I haven't heard anything from him, but I did take this. I did take a listen to this track. It's called Diller. Now, with the track <clears throat> that I've seen, Diller had a remix, Future, and Lil Baby. You see the consistent flow of this, right? Hey, man, they putting out music, man. They giving out features. First time I heard of Armand, he came out with Diller, but it was just himself. Haven't heard, haven't seen the song until I seen a baby, little baby in future, feature on it, and I was like, I give it a spin. Diller, I mean, it's an anthem, it's an anthem for the litty consumption, for the litty consumer. It could be a cautionary tale to high life. It could be just an ode to your vices. I don't know. You take a listen, you figure it out. Whatever the case may be, pretty decent song. Gave it a 3 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5. Nice little tune. Whatever. Listen to it. YG. Um, last but not least, YG. Laugh down, cry later. YG been in the news for so much shit. Not going to get into all the politics and stuff. This is about the music. You want to hear about the music, you don't get the music. Talk about YG, you know, of course, and Kaylani had a little courtship that fell through. Kaylani made her album. Probably the motivation and inspiration for why the relationship didn't go as it should have. Whatever. YG took in his stance <coughs> and made a song about, you know, Living life and worried about the regrets later. Laugh now, cry later. Isn't old to that. Great track. Great track, I would think. Um, very personal track. I expect more of an album that's coming soon from YG to have a personal perspective on the things that was going on with him. You got to realize a man went through some shit. Lost his best friend last year. Had a girl, didn't have a... Hey, sometimes people don't know how to handle certain shit at all at once. And certain things might not be handled in the best light. But, laugh now, cry later. Good personal track. Old to lead your life, worry about the consequences later and things like that. And, hey, that was CMR. First music review, man. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. You know, like I said, I got some more music and stuff that I'm going to uh, review and stuff going forward. So, and this was full length, man. Full length. All the way going through. So, go ahead and take your, uh, take your listen to the reviews and stuff like that. Take your listen to the artists that I reviewed. Um, look out for that mix CD that I'm going to give y'all in a little bit. And just listen to, listen to the album. Listen to the playlist that I make. And, you know, whatever the case may be, and enjoy it. Y'all have a good one.